0: Welcome to the Eco News Report. I'm your host this week, Tom Wheeler, Executive Director of the Environmental Protection Information Center. This show is brought to you by Humboldt Distilleries. You can find their delicious spirits at your local grocery store. Thank you to Humboldt Distilleries for your kind support. And joining me as always, my fellow co-host and friend, Larry Glass of the North Coast Environmental Center.
1: Hey, good morning, Tom.
0: And and Larry, this is an exciting show cuz we yes. we are joined by a lot of your fellow coworkers at the North Coast Environmental Center who are making their radio debut here on the Eco News. And this show is going to be a catch-up with the NEC to find out what are all these good good people doing with their time at the NEC and there's a lot to talk about because there's a lot of new programs going on at the NEC.
1: We have an amazing staff, and this is going to be a great introduction.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do have an amazing staff, and I always enjoy being able to get to work with them, so I'm excited to introduce them here on the radio. Let's start with Chelsea. Chelsea, welcome to the Econews Report. Do you want to give a a little introduction about yourself and what you do at the NEC?
2: Sure thing. Hi, everybody. My name is Chelsea Pulliam. I am the Outreach Coordinator and Econews Graphic Designer at the NEC.
0: All right. Ivy, you are a relatively new addition to the NEC team. Welcome.
3: Hi. Yeah, I just started as the new Coastal Programs Coordinator about a month and a half ago, but I was my predecessor, Casey's intern for that position for about a year and a half. So I'm familiar with
0: the NEC. And of course, Casey was so fantastic. You have big shoes to fill, but I'm sure you are going to fill them just well. And, and Caroline, welcome to you. It, it's a pleasure to get to talk to you on the radio.
4: Yeah, a uh, pleasure to be here. I'm Caroline Griffith, I'm the Eco News
0: Coordinator and Journalist. Welcome. And Brittany, last but not least, welcome to the Eco News Report. Glad to have you on.
5: Thank you for having me. My name is Brittany Kleinschnitz. I'm an HSU work-study student for the NEC under the office and event support staff, but I do a little bit of everything.
0: All right, Caroline, Activate NEC. This is something I am terribly excited about. So give us the bare bones. What is Activate NEC?
4: It is a basically a monthly exploration of all the ways that individuals and groups can affect policy change. So we're really going to look at different issues. So it's a monthly program during lunchtime third Wednesday of the month at 1230 to one. We're going to Each time, go through a different issue that NEC works on and talk about the the ultimate policy change goal and the strategy and tactics that can be used to get there. The goal is to really have a discussion with people about how, how folks can get involved at all different levels with activism, because it does take... There's so many different ways that we can do this, right? You can lobby legislators, you can create art, there's civil disobedience, there are boycotts, there are all these various ways that we can approach this to really get people thinking about how they can get involved in the
0: way that suits them the best. That's wonderful. And this this is, I, I think, particularly useful because what, one thing that if I were to do a needs assessment for the local environmental movement, I would say getting engaged activists to work on local issues is one of the biggest needs that we have. We, we are relatively well supported by nonprofit groups who help us with litigation, Earth Justice and Western Environmental Law Center and, and the like. But really getting folks out to board of supervisors meetings or, or whatever it is, that is going to be a terrible, useful thing for us. So what is your first topic that you are going to teach people about and, and help mentor them in their early activism?
4: Our very first topic is going to be plastic waste, which is a huge topic that we deal with a lot in in a very direct action way through beach cleanups and trash cleanups. But that really puts the onus on individual people to solve this problem when it's coming. This is, this is a policy issue where we really need to stop it at the source. So we're going to talk about all the various things that are happening. We do have a, not to ruin it for people who are going to be there, but there is going to be a statewide ballot measure. I believe in 2022 to pass on extended producer responsibility responsibility to get companies that create plastic waste to actually pay for the cleanup to incentivize them to not do that and also get recycling facilities in place. So, I mean, there's that avenue of things, but even on down to the local level, we still have a lot that we could be doing here. So we'll talk about what folks can do to lobby their legislators and to talk to local businesses as well to stop waste at the source.
0: And I, I'm sure people are going to be itching to learn how they can sign up and when these meetings are, if they're recurring. So can you give us a little bit more information about how you can get engaged with Activate NEC? Yeah.
4: The best way is to visit our website at yournec.org slash activate, where you can find the information and the Zoom link for that. Obviously, it's all happening virtually at the moment, so we can transition to meeting in person. And we will be meeting the third Wednesday of every month from 1230 to one. And you can also follow us on Facebook to follow on Instagram to find out more information about all these.
0: That's perfect. If, if folks ever have an idea of an issue that they want to activate NEC to work on, is that something that you'd be interested in, in getting feedback on?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. I think that this is very, I envision this as being a very collaborative process, a discussion more than anything. So I would love to hear from people and they can email me. My email address is caroline, NEC mail at gmail.com.
0: All right. Caroline, NEC mail at gmail.com. And that's your NEC.org slash activate to find out more information and also check it out on Facebook. There will always be good reminders. So this sounds fantastic. This is a time that you get to meet people, which can be especially hard in the age of COVID, right? So I I imagine if you're relatively new to the community here or just want more friends, this would be a wonderful opportunity to get to know other folks who are like-minded, as well as learning about an issue and learning more skills. So a triple threat type type program.
4: And I want to make sure to add, Tom, that there will be at every single meeting, there will be an opportunity to take action. There will be, if you are not inspired to do something of your own making, there will be some ready-made action that can be taken.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, I, I hope to see everybody there. at Lunchtime, it should be easy. Just try to get that little half hour off of work and, and join us for Activate NEC. Thank you, Caroline. Look forward to, to talking with you in the future about how the program is going. All right. So given that the first issue for Activate NEC is going to be plastic pollution, let's bring in Ivy to this conversation. Ivy is the new coastal cleanup coordinator for the NEC and is behind this year's Trashathon. What the heck is Trashathon?
3: Yeah, so Trashathon is our Earth Week litter collection fundraiser. It's happening between April 19th and 25th. And if you've heard of a walkathon, it's similar to that. Instead of raising money per mile that you walk, it's per trash piece that you pick up. So volunteers can sign up on their own or with a team and they can get donations from a circle of family or friends that can range between $0. five cents to $5 per piece of trash.
0: Very cool. Are, are there any areas that you are, are hoping that people are going to particularly go after as part of this trash-a-thon? Do you, do you have any spots that you would want to encourage people to go to?
3: Yeah. So it's really just anywhere that you want. So if, if it makes most sense for you to do your neighborhood streets, if you're seeing a lot of litter there, that's a great opportunity with all the rain that we've been having. A lot of litter is washing off the streets and into our watersheds and beaches. So beach cleanups are a great option as well. There's a list on our website of commonly cleaned up beaches that The trash-a-thon can happen wherever and whenever you would like it to. So it's kind of a do-it-yourself planning process, which is great for during the COVID pandemic when people need to stay within their bubble and make their own plans for what feels safest for them. So you can really clean up whatever beach or street, neighborhood park, trail you would like. And every piece of trash that gets picked up is another piece of trash that's not going into the ocean. So that's really what we're looking for.
0: And this is this is so complimentary to the NEC's long-going coastal cleanup day program because as you just said, the trash that we keep out of our streets is going to be trash that we keep off of our beaches because our our trash will will run out our gutters and and through storm water out to our beaches. So I also know that the NEC has long, long, long supported trash pickups, and you have some resources at the NEC office for folks who are interested in maybe getting a a little grabber device or or other things for their trash pickups. Is, Is that still going on during the age of COVID?
3: Yes, we just updated that form. So there's now a Google form on our website where you can fill out what kind of supplies you'd like to use. We've got trash grabbers. We've got magnet sticks for picking up nails, buckets. We got a ton of repurposed trash bags and safety vests, hazardous waste containers. So we just ask that folks disinfect them before returning them, but they're totally still available to use.
0: And what does the winner of the trash-a-thon, the person who's picked up the most amount of trash, do do they get any sort of special recognition from the North Coast Environmental Center?
2: Appreciate them on our social
0: media and in Eco News. I, I think that there was there was once a, a trash picker upper award or something like that that you'd give out in in the Eco News. So I, I look forward to seeing who is is the winner. And usually it, it's and this is the one of the lovely things about living in Humboldt County and how small this community is. Usually it's somebody that we know. <laughs> Often, yeah. Often it is. All right. Well, is there anything? in your role as Coastal Cleanup Day coordinator that you want to bring up in advance of this year's Coastal Cleanup Day program?
3: Yeah, so Coastal Cleanup Day will be happening in September. And this past year, 2020's Coastal Cleanup Day, we actually extended it to Coastal Cleanup Month so that it allowed people to have a little bit more distance and safety with their COVID groups. So this year we're going to do something similar to that because that was a really successful way of getting more people out who might not have had time on just the one weekend. So they can kind of choose what time during the month they'd like to get out and, and clean up.
0: All right. And if anybody's interested in the trash-a-thon, you can find more information on yournec.org org slash trashathon 2021 or if you can't remember trashathon 2021 just go to the yournec.org website and click on the button it is right there on the homepage for you ivy anything else
3: i'm really enjoying my time here so far and i'm excited to keep working on these awesome projects
0: well we are excited to have you as part of the long community of folks who have worked or work at the NEC. It is, it is really cool to hear about the decades of volunteers and former workers that continue to kind of hang around our circles. So I, I anticipate that I will be working with you for, for very many years to come, whether at this position or some other. The NEC is a wonderful opportunity for getting folks involved and getting, them their, getting their environmental careers launched. So welcome to the community of activists that is the North Coast Environmental Center, Ivy. Thank you. All right, Brittany. Hey, there you are. How are you?
5: Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking.
0: All right, Brittany, you are the leader of the new Thrive Eco-Grief Circle. So can you tell us a little bit about this program?
5: Sure. We started the circle after Chelsea, who you'll hear from. She's kind of been adding this Social and psychological element to activism work at the NEC, and based on her research, that there's been a growing numbers of people in the United States and elsewhere in the world that are seeking support for their climate anxiety and their their sorrow over a lot of the disasters that we see in the world, and so that was. Born into Thrive Eco Grief Circle, which is a space for community members to come and share and hear from each other about what's going on for them personally in regards to climate disaster, just ways that people are personally seeing how their grief is, is coming out during these times.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to mention that the the inspiration really came from A Field Guide to Climate Anxiety by Sarah Jaquette Ray, which I believe Eco News Report did an episode with her last year. And then she had recommended another book, Called Hope Matters by Ellen Kelsey. The book is Hope Matters, Why Changing the Way We Think is Critical to Solving the Environmental Crisis. And it has a a strong emphasis on solutions journalism and just like reshaping the way we talk about a lot of our environmental despair. And so, yeah, Ellen Kelsey specifically talked about how more and more people are searching for groups like this. But really, I I would credit Sarah Jaquette Ray with having done that research and inspired me to go down this path.
0: So Chelsea in in your research why is it that hope matters why why is the 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 usual kind of the usual kind of stereotype about environmentalism as just being doom and gloom why is that bad for us as a movement
2: Yeah so there's i mean there's just so much behind the psychology of that and like people can only have so much grief and so much despair about something before they are kind of crippled by it like it often leads to inaction than action. I think we often think if we scare people into, like we tell them how terrible things are that they'll rise to the occasion. But the truth is we all have a lot on our plates and can only carry so much of that around. And so we often will go into despair, which is a very inactive emotion, but giving people hope, showing like that things we're working on are actually making a difference, that we're not at the starting line, that there are thousands, millions of people around the world working on these issues and making a difference. Can those are the things that activate you. Those are the things that get you excited and say, okay, they're doing it. I can do it. I want to be a part of this movement. So yeah, Ellen Kelsey puts it really well that mourning in isolation, you can spiral into immobilizing despair, but sharing grief, you build community and support. And then that can be energizing into like hope and even anger can be an energizing emotion. So we just want to, we want to move people from that mourning state into an action state.
0: ECO News Report. I'm your host this week, Tom Wheeler. And today we're talking about all the programs that are going on right now at the North Coast Environmental Center, because there are a ton of exciting things happening right now. And the burnout in in this field of work is real. As somebody who's only done it now for seven years or so, I I can feel the kind of collective weight of all of this myself. And, And so maybe Larry, as somebody who's now done this God, how, how long? 40 plus years? 50. 50. Jeez. We're in
1: the 50th anniversary of the NEC, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so as somebody who has done this for so long, what have been your strategies to cope with this feeling of fatalism within the environmental movement? And how do you keep motivated to continue doing this work?
1: Well, the honest answer is I've never dealt with it. And it was only when Chelsea started talking about it at the staff meetings that I realized, wow. We really need to do this. This is really helpful. So she got my attention.
0: Good. Well, wonderful. So, so Brittany, let's, let's talk a little bit about this Thrive program. Who is it intended for? What, what sort of a person do you, do you want to come to this Eco Grief Circle?
5: It's really open. It's really open for any community members who are looking for community and who are interested in environmental wellness. Anybody is invited to come, but particularly people that may feel alone, especially right now during COVID, it's really hard to be able to express the things that are going on. And I think anybody that's looking for people they can share their information with, people they can share their sadness with, places to get resources and exercises, maybe to alleviate stress. So if you're looking for that, then this group is for you.
0: And have you had your first Thrive meeting yet?
5: Yes, we had our first meeting. It's every fourth Sunday from eleven a.m. to twelve thirty p.m. And our first one was this this past Sunday. And our next one is on March twenty eighth.
0: And walk me through what what is this meeting like? What what can I expect from from the NEC and from my other co participants in in this meeting?
5: So we try to keep it pretty structured so that you know exactly what to expect coming in. We do some introductions and kind of get to know each other a little bit and why we all are at the circle. And then I will lead everybody through an opening exercise. So that'll be like a guided meditation or a movement exercise. And then the bulk of the meeting is just space for sharing. And I think that that's where we're finding is the most important thing just creating space for people to talk. So people share one at a time with no crosstalk in between them, like no conversation. So you can share whatever's coming up for you. Maybe it's something really specific. Maybe you heard about the most recent like extinction of a species and you want to bring that to the circle. Or maybe you're just, you don't really know why you're there, but you just, you know that there's some kind of sorrow that you want to share. And so we all take turns sharing and then at the end, we do a closing exercise to get grounded so that we can go back into our days feeling easeful and not like we just opened up a lot without closing it. So the closing is really important. And then, then there's time for, for questions and reflections and feedback. And that's what a typical circle will look like.
0: So having done One Thrive Circle already, what was the thing that was most surprising or most uplifting to you about, about this exercise?
5: You know, I think something that that I realized was that we all had a lot of similar fears and a lot of stories and things that like bounced off of each other. And so it really became like a collective group and not just people from like different parts of the area coming together with like their own stories. It really emerged into something bigger than that. And one of those things being like the main topic we discussed was fear for the future and also kind of this paralysis that Chelsea is talking about around there's there's so much i'm hearing so much from all over the world it kind of, it keeps me from acting and i don't really know how to act and we ended up sharing quite a bit about what you can do in your local community to to act and how that's so much more tangible and accessible when we feel really overwhelmed by by all of this global
0: news well that that is wonderful so for folks who would be interested in participating, where can they go to learn more information?
5: So you can go to the website, nec.org slash Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. And I also share on our Mindful Monday post every Monday morning. I'll share the information there just so we can get the word out.
0: All right. So our next Thrive Circle is going to be March 28th. So everybody go to yournec.org slash Thrive to to get the Zoom link for that meeting. And we look forward to seeing you at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on Sunday, March 28th. Anything else before I, I let you go?
5: I think that's all. I'm just looking forward to seeing more community members and, and what people bring to the circle. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Brittany. And also welcome to the NEC team. Again, it, it's great to have so many young voices, so many people who are, are bringing this good, fresh energy to the North Coast Environmental Center. It, it's fantastic. And so if you are also feeling like you need to do something, again, I will give a plug for Caroline's Activate NEC, right? So if you're feeling some eco grief, if you want to get engaged, Caroline's program, which you can go to your NEC.org slash activate to find out more information, that could be a great way to, to get into activism, to, to feel like you're actually doing something. So I like how the NEC is, is pairing these two concepts, right? So you're focusing on the mindfulness, you're, you're treating people kind of as, as a holistic thing at the NEC. It's it's a really progressive way to think about environmentalism. Good job, y'all. All right, last but not least, Chelsea, hey, let's talk about the new BUTT-IN program. And again, this kind of falls within one of these themes that we're seeing weave through the conversations here today. So the NEC has always had a long focus on trash diversion from the Arcadia Recycling Center, which it helped to found to the coastal cleanup day where it was getting trash out of wild places. And now we have the butt in program. Give me the 30,000 foot view. What is the butt in program?
2: Sure. Yeah. So it's butt in cigarette litter prevention program. And this was really inspired. We've been doing cleanups for years and years. And in the last couple of years, we've had a much stronger emphasis on data collection and citizen science. And the number one thing we were finding was cigarette butts, most littered item in Humboldt County and most littered item in the world. And if you know anything about cigarette butts, They're bad. (laughs) They're bad for the environment. They're plastic. They don't break down. They're full of toxic chemicals and they leach into our water and soil. Wildlife eat them. They're bad news. And so we really wanted to, we love the cleanups that we do, but we also, we were like, how can we keep these from entering our ecosystems in the first place? Like, what can we do to start, stop this at the source? And I think that's kind of been a theme of the NEC in the last year, especially as Caroline mentioned earlier with our Activate, we're talking about single-use plastics, and this kind of falls into that. So yeah, with the button Cigarette Litter Prevention Program, we're just trying to get more access to cigarette receptacles around the community. There's a lot of studies to show that having these cigarette receptacles, or they're called ash cans is another term for them. Having those around the community does decrease cigarette litter. It's like, there's a lot of communities that have proven that. And so we were able to purchase a few cigarette receptacles and businesses, specifically restaurants and bars, can apply at the NEC and get a receptacle for free or by donation if they would like to help support what we're doing. And they just their responsibilities is just to put it in front of their business, kind of keep it safe, empty it out when it gets full. And our biggest request is that they just let us know when they're emptying them and approximately how much was thrown out so that we can keep track, can continue with our data collection to know how many cigarette butts we're keeping off the streets with this
0: program. And if you've ever picked up trash, you'll, you'll know just how prevalent cigarette butts are. They're, they're just everywhere. And if you haven't picked up trash, may I recommend going into the NEC offices and looking at some of the sculptures of animals that have been made out of discarded cigarette butts, which are, are very cool. They're, they're wonderful pieces of art. They're also totally disgusting because it's just <laughs> hundreds or thousands of cigarette butts mashed together into the shape of a you know an egret or a salmon. All right, so I I imagine that folks out there are going to want to get one of these receptacles out in front of their businesses because it helps, as you said, to reduce cigarette litter. So one study shows that a single cigarette receptacle has been shown to reduce cigarette litter by 9%. And where these are widespread, you can see performance upwards of 65% reductions in cigarette litter. So when you give folks an opportunity to to dispose of their cigarette butts in a good way, they'll generally do it. If you don't, they're just gonna flick them, right? So if someone is interested in getting a cigarette receptacle from the NEC, how can they go about asking or applying for one?
2: Yeah, you just visit our website. It's yournec.org slash butt in, but you can just sort of navigate our website and it should be on the front page as well. And there's a quick Google form. You just have to put in your name and business name and why you would want them? You just have to agree to take care of the receptacle, and then you can have it. <laughs> you know, we really we're hoping that people will apply and and take part in this, and we can grow this program and eventually get more receptacles for more places in the community.
0: Well, that is fantastic. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing fewer cigarette butts and to to see more of these around. Well, Larry, do you have any kind of parting thoughts on behalf of the NEC as the executive director? Yeah, well,
1: and in the environmental movement in general, I just think I wanna give another shout out to Chelsea. When we first brought Chelsea on, me and her are from like two different universes. Not not just the age separation, but just different universes. But I, I have gained so much respect for Chelsea. She comes to me now and says, I wanna I wanna plan whatever it is. I may not even know what the hell she's talking about, but she's so good at this. That I just, yeah, whatever you want, Chelsea. Oh, thanks, Larry.
0: I appreciate that a lot. Well, I I will also say that, Chelsea, I've terribly enjoyed working with you. So I'm thrilled that you're part of the NEC. And I'm actually thrilled that all of you are part of the NEC because it is a really fantastic team. And I I think that this is some of the most inspired and excited I've been by the NEC in, in a while. You guys are doing really good stuff. And so I hope people check it out and support you at your NEC Dot org. That's where you can find more information about the Thrive Eco Grief Circle, Activate NEC, the coastal cleanup program, the trash the button receptacles, all of this. All of this is at yournec.org. So on behalf of myself and the Eco News Report, thank you so much to everybody on this call today, to Chelsea, Ivy, Brittany, Caroline, and of course Larry. But you're you're usually part of the show. So and join us again next week on this time and channel for more environmental news from the North coast of California. Thanks y'all.